This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Authorities in the Bahamas arrested Sam Bankman-Fried, the former boss of FTX, at the request of American prosecutors who have filed unspecified criminal charges against him. Those charges are due to be unveiled on Tuesday. The Bahamas is expected to extradite him in short order. Mr. Bankman-Fried presided over the implosion of FTX, a crypto exchange, after it lent customer funds to his nominally separate trading firm. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, asked G7 leaders for modern tanks and long-range weapons amid heavy fighting in the country's east. The G7 promised to, quote, meet Ukraine's urgent requirements. Separately, Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, cancelled its regular year-end news conference. In the past, he has allowed foreign press to pose questions at the event. The president of the European Parliament said there would be, quote, no impunity for EU officials implicated in a cash-for-influence scandal involving Qatar. On Monday, police executed more raids. So far, 19 homes and offices have been searched and six people arrested, including Eva Kiley, one of the Parliament's vice-presidents. Hungary and other EU countries reached a tentative resolution to their protracted funding disagreement. The bloc will release 5.8 billion euros, 6.1 billion dollars, in pandemic aid to Hungary and reduce the amount it withholds from a separate pot to 6.3 billion euros, down from 7.5 billion euros over rule of law concerns. In return, Hungary will support an aid package for Ukraine worth 18 billion euros and enact 27 governance reforms. Indian and Chinese troops sustained, quote, minor injuries in a clash at the country's disputed border in the Himalayas, according to Indian sources. The incident took place Friday in a northeastern Indian state claimed by Beijing, but was not reported until Monday. 24 soldiers died when the border dispute last flared up in 2020. Relations between the countries remain frosty. In 2021, global public and private debt as a share of economic output posted the steepest annual decline in 70 years to 247% of GDP, according to the IMF. Pandemic-induced bailouts saw the debt-to-GDP ratio rise by 29 percentage points in 2020, amid inflation and the economic rebound it fell by 10 percentage points last year. An IMF official called 2021 a, quote, very unusual year. Peru's new president, Dina Bulate, said she would submit plans to Congress to bring forward general elections, following protests demanding her resignation. Demonstrations have rocked Peru since Pedro Castillo, who was president until last week, was arrested after a bungled coup attempt on Wednesday. Supporters of Mr. Castillo have called Ms. Bulate, who was his vice president, a, quote, traitor. Fact of the day, 77%. The approval rating of Narendra Modi, India's prime minister, 
but may be the highest of any major world leader. And correction. In the Sunday edition of Espresso, we incorrectly stated that the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded in the city of Stockholm. In fact, it was handed out in Oslo. Sorry. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. High hopes for low inflation in America. Over the past year, each brief deceleration in inflation in America has been followed by a strong rebound in price pressures. Investors and central bankers around the world will scrutinize the latest figures due on Tuesday to see whether this dismal pattern may be at an end. Forecasters reckon that the core consumer price index, which excludes food and energy costs, rose by 0.3% in November, its second straight month at that pace. If correct, that would be the most subdued two-month run of inflation since 2021. The costs of many consumer goods are falling as supply chain issues melt away. Property prices are also weakening, weighed down by elevated interest rates. But pressures are not about to disappear. In the ultra-tight labor market, wages are rising fast. As Russia's war in Ukraine drags on, oil prices could easily soar again. Relief at any slowdown in inflation will be circumscribed. Sam Bankman-Fried testifies before Congress. Most people under criminal investigation stay mum for fear of incriminating themselves. Not Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and former head of FTX, the crypto exchange that imploded spectacularly in November. In multiple interviews, he has professed ignorance of how FTX transferred customer funds to Alameda Research, his nominally independent trading firm, while blaming Alameda executives for their lax controls. Yet he resisted calls to appear before Congress until he was threatened with a subpoena. On Tuesday, he will appear by video link for a grilling before the House Financial Services Committee. Mr. Bankman-Fried faces multiple civil and criminal probes, including into whether he misappropriated customer funds and manipulated the market for two cryptocurrencies. Fraud charges require prosecutors to prove that a defendant knowingly deceived investors or customers. Thus, Mr. Bankman-Fried's media strategy may offer a preview of his eventual legal defense that he was simply hapless and misinformed. What African Governments Want from America China's presence in Africa is subject to intense scrutiny by the West. Russian interference on the continent worries Western governments too, but America, one of the worriers, also has clout in the region. The arrival of dozens of African leaders in Washington on Tuesday for the first U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit since 2014 is testament to its role. For many African countries, America is an indispensable security ally. Its trade terms also offer preferential access to African exporters. And American humanitarian aid has saved millions of lives. Yet African politicians want more from their relationship with America, especially when their economies are suffering from the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and their own mismanagement. Donald Trump saw Africa through the prism of America's contest with China. But Joe Biden wants to show that he takes the continent's own agenda seriously. American officials say this summit is about listening to what Africans have to say. But Africans will still want to hear what America has to offer. How to Rebuild Ukraine from Paris 
Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky and his French counterpart Emmanuel Macron will jointly host a conference in Paris on Tuesday on aid for Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky will appear by video link while his Prime Minister Denis Shemail will be in the French capital to drum up support for his war-battered country. Mr. Shemail estimates that the full-scale reconstruction of Ukraine will cost $750 billion. The conference will have two parts. An international roundtable will consider how to help Ukraine survive the winter. Mr. Macron wants pledges for the supply of generators, medical equipment and other aid. A further bilateral discussion will consider how French firms can help with reconstruction. The meeting comes when Mr. Macron is keen to show that, despite suggestions from Eastern European allies that he is soft on Russia, France is fully behind Ukraine. According to the Kiel Institute, a German research outfit, of EU countries, only Germany has pledged more aid. World Cup semi-finals begin. On Tuesday, Argentina and Croatia meet in the first semi-final of the Football World Cup in Qatar. Argentina will look to avenge their early defeat by Croatia at the last World Cup in 2018, but that will be easier said than done. The Croatians have a knack for winning games against the odds. In their last match, they shocked the pre-tournament favorites, Brazil, winning on penalties. And they have unfinished business of their own, having been runners-up last time around. Whoever wins will face the victor of the second semi-final between France and Morocco on Wednesday. France, the defending champions who beat Croatia in that final in 2018, are the odds-on favorites to win their semi-final and the whole competition. But Morocco has already progressed further than any African team before, beating Belgium, Spain, and Portugal. Triumph against France, the country's former colonial overlord, would add to the long list of upsets in Qatar. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Tuesday. Which Boston Celtics basketball legend won the NBA Most Valuable Player Award in 1984, 1985, and 1986? Monday. Which Alexandre Dumas story focuses on the wrongly imprisoned Edmond Dantes? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Samuel Johnson, who died on this day in 1784. He who praises everybody praises nobody. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.